Welcome to Environmental. I'm Mary. I'm Emily. And I'm Emma. We're college students who are fascinated with learning about our Earth and we're eager to share our journey. Environmental is a radio show committed to blowing your mind with all things environmental. We'll explore topics such as climate change, pollution, and sustainability. Join us for a 3 a.m. existential crisis broadcasted at just 3 p.m. for your convenience. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> nice. So we have some exciting news. Emma? I'm here to stay. <laughs> Emma is going to be a permanent member of Environmental. Yes, she is our official third member. Welcome. Official third member. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to the team. So Thank today you. we are going to be talking about dun 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 sea, sea level, level rise. rise. Uh, Hope perfect. you know how to swim. Yeah, because it's, it's coming. No one is safe. Yes, it's um, a lot more scary. So yeah, um, what? How do we? How do we know um, what causes it? What mm-hmm. the impacts are going to be? And all that jazz. Yeah. So, I guess I'll just dive on in. Huh. <laughs> oh my God. There will be a lot of sea and ocean puns I've already, like, <laughs> it's going to happen. Okay, okay, good. So, what causes sea level rise? Um, Melting. Is this a pop quiz? Yes. Glaciers! <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> um, so, uh, National Geographic's article, Sea Level Rise, explained tells us that the change is in sea level rise is linked to three primary factors that are all caused because of climate, climate change. change. Mm. Uh, so, the first is thermal expansion, Ooh. Uh, melting glaciers, ah. and loss of Greenland and Antarctica's ice sheets. Mm. I did not know that there's a, an extra sea in Antarctica. Antarctica. It's spelled wrong. Arctic. So. Nuh-uh. Arctic. Yeah. That's that's how National Geographic spelled it. Oh. Isn't that weird? Okay. Anyways. So what's thermal expansion, you ask? It occurs when water heats up because mm-hmm. water expands when it's warm. Um, so about half of the sea level rise over the past 25 years is simply because the warm water it just takes up more space. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I learned that in, like, chemistry, but then applying it to real world, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah which is a big deal because, like, water also has um, a really high heat capacity, so all of the heat that, like, um, is absorbed by water isn't, uh, like, re-emitted. It just stays in the water and holds on to all that heat. Yeah, that's a great summary. Thanks. Yeah. It uh, just makes it everything worse. All right. So, the next is melting glaciers. Good job, Mary. Thanks. So, every my gold star. S- every summer, uh, glaciers naturally melt because, guess what? It's hot in the summer. <laughs> so, this is healthy for ecosystems or help agriculture with irrigation and drinking water and all that jazz. So, we need mm-hmm. glaciers to melt in the summer so we can have that fresh water. Um, and in the winter... Um, the snow packs back onto the glacier, and um, that way there's a equal balance from the melt, and then it just comes back in the, in the winter. So it's an equilibrium. Mm. Um, but 
with higher temperatures in the summer caused by global warming have led to greater than usual summer melting. So in the summer, the glaciers melt more and which is, it, it could cause, you know, flooding and other things like that. Um, and less snowfall in the winter means that there's an imbalance and we're losing glaciers all year round. That's terrible. Oh no. Yeah. So it's constantly melting, which is bad. Yeah. Um, and finally, the loss of Greenland and Antarctica's ice sheets. So, of course, we know the increasing heat um, is causing massive ice sheets that cover Greenland and Antarctica to melt faster. Um, so, what happens is water that melts above and the seawater that rises below kind of creates this lubricant for the ice sheet to just collapse all as one or just slide off as a whole and so instead of an ice sheet melting or calving as we know calving is when they like break off whatever so instead of them breaking off little by little the whole entire thing just slides off because of the lubricant oh and is that like is that worse yes okay um and also the fact that these ice sheets are on land, so they're not already accounted for for the sea level. Oh. Uh oh. So if like there's ice already in the water, it's already taking up space and it's already in accounted for in the sea level. Yeah. So, but the ice that's on land isn't. So when the ice on land goes into the sea, it then raises it even more. So okay. that's why the ice on land is more kind of more important, I guess for when we're talking about sea level rise. Um, So the Greenland ice sheet is melting faster than in the last 350 years. Um, And it's one of the main drivers of rising sea levels around the world. Um, So National Geographic said if a complete melting of Greenland's mile thick ice sheet would dump seven meters, which is 23 feet of extra water into the world's ocean. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just from that one that's if, like, the whole the Greenland thing melted? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, and so, like, there's just a tipping point um, because once... So, okay, so ice obviously just reflects the sunlight and stuff like that, so we know that. But um, there's a tipping point where once the ice melts and becomes water, of course, you, like you just said, it has a higher... Heat capacity. capacity. So then it can't turn back into ice. It's like, it's done. So then there, once we pass that point, there's no going back. The water gets too warm and it's too hard to go back to ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what's happening is they call them blobs. There's becoming little blobs. <laughs> I like wow. this. On Very the, scientific. On the ice sheets, which are causing problems because they're warmer and they're melting the ice faster, which is making them bigger, which is absorbing more sunlight. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Um, creates a positive feedback loop. Yep. And positive doesn't mean it's good. It just means it's, <laughs> yeah. it's adding yeah, to, right. the, adds to, to the itself. Yeah. So that's how the sea level is rising and if in those three primary ways. Um, but how is it affecting us? And what does sea level rise mean? <laughs> Well, um, the sea level that we usually account for is a global average of sea level rise. 
or of sea level. So it's pretty much just as high as the sea gets on the coast, but that's like averaged out. Um, so, and according to NOAA, it has been rising since like the early 1900s. Um, and a big proportion of that rise came from like the 1990s. And they are for sure that it's going to continue to rise throughout the century um, based on like all the glacier melts and stuff that we've been talking about. Um, and it's kind of average out to be about um, 3.4 millimeters per year, which doesn't sound that much mm -hmm. if you think about it, but that is per year and that is the average. So in some places it could be a lot more, it could be a few inches per year. Um, it all kind of depends on where you're located. But um, yeah, a lot of the like sea level rise comes from the glacier melt, which is tied to the Earth's temperature. And then the higher the Earth's temperature is getting because of our increasing carbon emissions, then everything is just kind of a big like positive feedback. Like it's all just kind of cascading. Mm -hmm. Like the more carbon emissions we have, the higher temperature we're gonna have, which is gonna lead to more melting. And which is going to lead to more sea level rise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy when we start like thinking about those numbers um, adding up. And so there's multiple scenarios based on our carbon emissions. So they have like um, if we have a low carbon emission or like if we totally stop doing the carbon emissions or like a medium range. So we kind of keep it the same path that we're going or like extreme where we are doing more carbon or just totally not caring about carbon, um, then that's gonna increase temperatures a lot. So for under an extreme scenario, there would be a rise of about eight feet by 2100. Um, and that's wow. average rise once again. So other wow. places could be, could be more than that. Is extreme like, that's like worst case scenario, right? That's yes. like if we don't do anything to try to, to like reduce our CO2 emissions. Yes. Yeah. What helped me kind of like imagine um, was Noah said that just like the surface water is different levels around the world yeah. which mm -hmm. is weird to think about because when you think about the ocean you think of a big flat mm -hmm. vast thing. no that helps a lot yeah that makes but a lot it of does sense. the sea level is just like the land like it is higher and lower in other places and I was like oh how how because <laughs> it's just the seafloor is different yeah it's crazy to think about um, and luckily, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, like we are, mm -hmm. um, we are actually projected to have less than the global average of sea level rise. So um, it should be less than 0.1 meter to one meter. Oh, great. So um, we don't, yeah. we shouldn't care, right? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> but that is in only, that's in for low to intermediate scenarios that we're projected to be less than the global average. So, oh, okay. Um, so what yeah. about the extreme scenario? Um, it should still be less than the global average, but um, just not. It as starts kind of eating out where it just still gets kind of worse the more extreme you get. But yeah, but the east, um, East America, like the east coast of America, um, along the Atlantic, is supposed to be higher than average under a intermediate to high and a high and extreme scenario. They're oh. just going to get a lot more than the average um, of sea level rise. So just in America, that's like a big difference between um, places that will get affected. Dang. Dang. Yeah, and then that's if like we have to keep the 1.5 degrees Celsius. Right, um, which is like the 
lowest. Yeah, the lowest possible that we could keep at this mm-hmm. point because um, <laughs> it's kind of we're kind of like all cascading. All those positive feedbacks are just kind of let loose now right. that no matter if we totally cut carbon emissions right now, we're still going to have at least like a couple feet of sea rise. Like it's like, just going to happen no matter what. Like the tipping yeah. point. We're yes. Already at yeah. Like the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, so then they have, if what happens if it's, um, or there's a big difference between 1.5 degrees Celsius or like two degrees Celsius. So like if we tried to keep it at 1.5, um, these kind of things would be, all of the effects of the sea level rise would be um, drastically less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know how you kind of talked about how we'll get less sea level rise mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest? Um, so today in my climate change and science um, and policy class, we had a um, Megan Dalton call in, and she works um, in Oregon for their Climate Research Institute. She talked about this thing called glacial isostatic rebound. Um, and so, you know how I talked about how whole ice sheets kind of can fall off into the water? Mm-hmm. So in, in parts of Alaska, I think that's where she said, um, the ice sheets are holding down, like, Alaska. And so when they le- if they were to leave, then the, the land would, would kind of bounce back up, I oh, guess. Oh, that's crazy. So it's like, since the weight of the ice sheet isn't on it anymore it's can is able to rise back up so that's why some of them won't get as much sea level rise because they're the land is actually rising back up since the loss of the weight and i thought that was really crazy that's really crazy just thinking about like continents like moving or just like land moving up and down in the water i'm like is it like hold their tectonic plate that they're on i don't know how much exactly of an area that would be affected but that's what she mentioned so yeah that's like, crazy well thanks um alaska glaciers <laughs> for <laughs> sacrificing yourself yeah um, um yeah so we here in the pacific northwest will experience less sea level rise um so what about places that will experience more <laughs> sea level rise uh, so, like, I think you said that the East Coast will experience more than the than yeah. here in the West Coast. Um, specifically, Florida is incredibly vulnerable to sea level, sea level rise. If you Google um, U- U.S. cities most vulnerable to sea level rise, out of the top 25, 20 of those cities are in Florida. Oh, my gosh. So they Poor are. Florida. I know, right? Um, as if they don't have enough to worry about <laughs> with uh, hurricanes, now sea level rise, uh, people taking bath salts and eating other people's faces. Oh, no. Florida just has so many problems. Um, so in Mi- Miami Beach is probably the most vulnerable city in Florida out of all of them. Um, sea level sea levels are rising faster than most of the rest of the world. Um, There's actually a neighborhood in northern Miami called Shorecrest, and they um, have flooding so regularly that it floods even when there's no, like, rain there. 
Um, actually, I think we have a caller from Florida oh my that gosh. is um, on the line right now. Hello, caller. You <laughs> are on air. Hi, caller. Who can you hear us? Can't hear him. Who can't hear him? It's not working. Darn it. I think he is. I think he is. But he's oh. here, but we just can't hear yeah. him. Yeah. Can you uh, tell us your name and where you live? Caller, are you there? Did you, <gasps> yes. did you hear that? You, no, no, no. Go Say again. again. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is Eric Jett, and I'm calling from Miami, Florida. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Mr. Jett, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, no problem. I love you guys' podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Aww. Okay, great. So you you live in Miami, right? Yes, I do, currently. Okay. So do you have any like personal experience with these Ooh. with this flooding What's it like living in Miami? Uh, well, in Miami, they've they make a lot of precautions in the area. Like previously, like there's a lot of self-made canal, like man-made canals and lakes all throughout neighborhoods. Oh yeah. But um, but the, like the area I live in is right next to the Everglades. Like where I can throw things into it. I don't. I don't throw things into oh, the no. Everglades. <laughs> but, like, Do you litter am, in? So. The wetlands? Well, we, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah, need to work we're, on that. We're right next to the wetlands. <laughs> so um, what what tends to happen is if it rains a bit too much, even though we've got the um, even though we've got like the drain systems in the lakes, uh-huh. like the sides of the roads will still flood up. So like if it's if it's rained too much recently, then like the far right lane on a lot of city roads are like half a lake. Like you know the, the oh. water buildup you get. Like it gets, it gets very bad. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like it, I, I personally, personally for me as well. I drive a Mini Cooper, so when it rains too much, I'm, I'm not able to drive my car safely. Oh wow. And yeah. is that because of like hydroplaning or like damage to your car? Um, it's, it's because of hydroplaning. A lot of the, a lot of the road drainage systems create like on the highways. Uh-huh. They'll, they'll all flood into one like kind of basin. Because the road, because of the because of the really soft ground, the roads become wavy over time, oh. and you basically get hills hills of no water, and then like a gullet of like a basically a river. Wow. Okay. So it's um, affecting how people um, transport, how they use transportation. It's affecting the roads and the quality of the roads, the safety of oh, the roads. De- definitely, the the roads are terribly cracked up in areas because of excessive water running over them. Wow. Okay, so you said that some if it floods too much, you can't even drag your car. How often would you say that that happens? Uh, I'd probably say there's a good two, at least two days out of a month where I have to second guess if I'm going to go driving that day. Wow. Oh my gosh. Two day, two days every month. So this isn't yeah, like a once in a blue and, and moon. And, and every especially once in for while. me because I I drive nearly an hour to work and that's all on highways. Uh-huh. So if 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 it's raining too heavily and there's not cars on the highway and I can't like sit in their wake in the water, no. like I'll just hit patch after patch after patch of sh- literal streams across the highway while I'm doing 75. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So yeah. what are you planning to do then? Like, what are you gonna do if it gets worse? Uh, when it gets worse. When it when gets it, well, worse. Well, when it gets worse. Miami's going to be underwater in 50 years. But, mm-hmm. Heck yes! Um, <laughs> I'm so bad. excited about it. It's bad. Like, <laughs> if we want to get on a different subject there, all the new buildings they're building is ridiculous. But 
Um, oh wow! Probably yeah. if it if it kept getting worse, it'd be it'd be a new car. It'd be a taller car with bigger wheels. Mm-hmm. Which that for, emits for most, more CO two, right? Sorry. I said that emits more CO two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have to get a bigger car with bigger wheels that has a bigger engine and more mm-hmm. gas. Because mm. most even even if I tried to go electric, most electric cars are still smaller size. Right. Yeah. That's so there's flooding on the highways do you um do you personally experience any flooding like in your neighborhood like um in neighborhood streets or just like city streets um not too much during regular rain but definitely during hurricanes although i I feel that's quite common anywhere that has a hurricane right right that makes sense all right well do we have any other questions for our caller with firsthand experience no, I thought I, I, it was really cool. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in with your first-hand perspective on this uh, very scary issue. Yeah, thank yeah, you so no, much. It's, I mean, like, the city I live in will definitely be flooded soon. Like, third-story buildings on the beach will probably be waterfront in no time. Oh, wait, I have a question. So yeah. do you have any, like, let's say, like, family or friends that also <laughs> live in Florida with you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I live with my family here. Okay, so do have they been talking about maybe purchasing, um, like, how, basically, like, relocating, like, moving somewhere else because of the flooding and the sea level rise? Um, no, but my family's not very nature conscious. Oh, okay. But what if their house is going to be, like, underwater or flooded all the time? They're not worried um, about that? They're... they're they're not too worried about that, but my, our circumstances are slightly different. We move quite frequently. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Well. But but for people for people who who do live there constantly, like it is something to have to think about. Like mm-hmm. people who are from there, whose family is from there. It's do I stay here with my family or do I move somewhere that might not flood? Right. That's a big, big question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's a fat question to ask on a daily basis. Wow. Cool. Okay. Well, thanks thank for the you. perspective. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, no problem at all. It's great helping you guys out. Uh, I love the, I love the, I love the podcast. So it's good <laughs> yeah. for you guys to hear, hear words from different parts. Yay! We love our fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Um, I hope. Uh, I mean, good luck to you. Goodbye, Mr. Giants. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah, you girls. You girls have a great day and uh, keep up the good podcast. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. Wow, I can't believe our first caller. Thank you so much, uh, Eric, I believe. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't I don't know if it worked through the soundboard. I had to put it on just speaker. It's okay. It sounded pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it sounded good. Yeah. Okay. That was crazy what he said about the new houses that they're building. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. a whole other thing, that they're building houses that, like, won't even last for the next, like, 100 years. Like, yeah. That's really crazy. I wonder what the uh, entrance rates on those houses. Oh, oh, yeah, my. probably outrageous. Yeah. So what is, um, do you have anything else that's happening in Florida, Mom? Like, Oh, yeah, okay. So what I was asking Eric, um, because so there's this neighborhood in um, northern Miami called Shorecrest, and they, that neighborhood experiences flooding so often that it floods even when it's not raining. Um and those floods are called, I think they're called like sunny day flooding, um, and they happen because of the tides. So as you know, the sea levels rise, the tides get closer, 
and Florida also has, and maybe this is all over, all over the world, but they have king tides, which are oh. like extremely dramatic, and they come in, and so that's what's causing the flooding. And so the water comes up like through um, the stormwater drains, and it carries with them like sewage and oh, whatever wow. else. Um, so that can you know cause diseases. Um, also, in some neighborhoods, they've even experienced the flooding coming up through the drains. Um, in their house? In their house. Oh, like my the gosh. shower drains, yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, it's a pretty serious problem. And it happens so consistently that they are able to track or time the floods with the, um, their tide charts. Oh, um, wow. So that's how, like, consistently and how prevalent the problem is. Um. And also something that is not, uh, I think, not as obvious is, so with the flooding, they're able to, like Eric said, build, like, um, what do you call it, like, trenches, or they can use um, pumps and, like, wetlands to kind of combat that tidal flooding. Mm -hmm. Um, But also Miami, the, um, I guess, the, like, geology underneath the city is limestone, which... um, Which is a very, like, porous... dissolves with water. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So what's happening is as the sea level is rising, it's just going straight through um, that limestone, and it's contaminating their, like, fresh drinking water. So, um... Can I say something else about the limestone? Yeah. Um, So the limestone, it, like, the water comes through, and it ends up making these, like, caverns pretty much um so there's like a little bit of limestone and then like a big cavern where there's like lots of stalagmites and stalactites and things like that but they will like randomly fall in because it can't support the buildings anymore because so there's just like these big bubbles of air pretty much underneath and water so then if a big house is built or something that calls like sinkholes yeah landslides yeah sinkholes a lot yeah dang that's so crazy to me that water can destroy you know like rocks and stuff like that yeah weather like just weathering in general limestone's a pretty soft rock yeah so it is it's not a good one to build Um, so many houses on and so the sea like the sea water comes in and it contaminates their uh, underground drinking water and they have wells to like suck up the fresh water and as they get less fresh water they're sucking harder um, through the wells which is actually pulling in seawater like even quicker um, so when they think when you think of Miami and you think of flooding you might think of like sea tidal flooding but really what is going to cause Miami to become like uninhabitable or very difficult to live is that they're probably going to run out of fresh water. Oh. Wow. And so what's going to happen to the people who live in Miami? There's a bunch of people who live there. Um, they're probably going to have to move, and a lot of people are moving to Orlando. So now Orlando has to basically like build their city to incorporate all of these climate refugees that, they're, that they will be getting and probably are already getting. I feel like I would move a lot farther away, because even in Orlando, you still get hurricanes and stuff. Right, so, yeah. 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 Florida's kind of just a lost cause. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. Leave you still can't. But don't come here, either. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be crazy, though. Everyone's going to have to, like, take in climate change refugees, like, yeah. all over 
the world. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if it's related to climate change, but I know just Portland and Vancouver are supposed to grow and get, you know, a million people or something crazy like that, or their population is supposed to increase. Mm-hmm. So even even with the traffic today and stuff, it's getting worse every day. It's just imagining what it's going to be like after we see those climate change yeah. effects. Yeah. Hopefully city planners are on that. Get on that <laughs> if you're not. <laughs> um, so another big um, c- city that is being um, affected by sea level rise is, of course, Venice, Italy. Um, do you guys have Venice on your bucket list? Mm, no? Not no. exactly. Oh, oh what? Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. I was like, I think it's really aesthetic with their rivers and in the cities, you mm-hmm. know? Um, well, I have to take it off, and everyone out there should. You shouldn't go. Oh, no. <laughs> um, not just because of tourism, but um, their sea level rise is um, just... Through the roof. Just literally. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think we've talked about um, the U.S. and Florida a lot, but I think also just the problem with, um, like, America is, you know, like... Um, climate change is kind of out of sight, out of mind for us because mm-hmm. it's other countries that are being more affected by it. So it's like we don't really see firsthand effects if you live somewhere not like, yeah. unlike Miami. Um, so Venice is built upon hundreds of small islands and has uh, a maze of bridges. Um, it has already sunk five inches over the last century. Um, but of course, with climate change causing sea level rise and an increase in tourism, the water is getting higher and the floods are more frequent. Um, so they actually had to develop an alert system after a particularly um, bad flood that they had. So you, um, the citizens get texts and they have sirens and they have different pitches in the sirens that um, tell them how much it's going to flood. So the pitches? Whoa. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So like a low pitch is your average day flooding. Um, right. Two is, m- you know, more devastating, and then three is run for the hills. That's probably good for, um, they have a lot of tourism and people from different countries, so mm-hmm. it's probably a good one that everyone can understand, <laughs> yeah. like, different everyone knows, pitches. Yeah, or, yeah. like, a siren yeah. just means bad. Get out, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they actually, flooding happens so often, in, it becomes just a part of their everyday life. They call it Aqua Alta. Um, it's where it's a natural phenomenon that occurs. Um, so it's when especially high tides caused by the moon's gravitational pulls coincide with strong warm wind flowing across the Mediterranean that forces water from the Adriatic into the Venetian lagoon. Um, so shopkeepers have galoshes for their employees. They have flood doors. Um, and so Wait, remind me what galoshes are again. Galoshes, like rain boots, right? the big rain boots that go up to your waist. I think so. I, I d- thought they were just like another word for for rain boots. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm was picturing. But it could, you know, me should be the big, it. the big fisherman gear. Yeah. Um. So they um have this project that they currently should finish by this year. Um, it's called the Moe's Project. Um, where it Mary, um, the gates. So it's, um, oh, yes. So they are going to have these gates that are on the lagoon floor. And when an especially high tide comes in, they fill them with air and the gates rise up and mm. block the sea from coming in. But it's problematic because 
sand can get in while they're risen sand can get in so they're not gonna be able to lay flat again um they've already seen like corroding on some of the hinges um so it's not still not, not a very the best fix yeah wow uh. so um also there was um some scandals with the project with fo- uh, more than five billion euros invested um there was problems with corruption oh um so their own mayor was actually arrested Oh my gosh! For the corruption. Come on, what um, like what kind like of corruption was it? Thirty-five other um, representatives, I think. Um, That's crazy. I don't know. I just, I just, you know, probably earning money for it and then just taking the money for their own pol- political gain. Okay, I looked up galoshes, mm-hmm. and I just Google searched it, and mm-hmm. I Google imaged it, and it's just a bunch of. Boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Normal boots. Uh, yeah, rubber boots. So in puddles. This I got all this information from Christopher Livesay from PBS NewsHour. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually talked about tourism and interviewed this family that was there. Um, so 25 million tourists who visit every year are actually another major threat to Venice. Um, I was kind of picturing that there were so many people that that's what I thought too when you first said it. That. Like lowers the <laughs> land, the weight of all the tourists, <laughs> especially the ones from America. Um, oh, no. So housing prices have soared because um, they are renting them out to tourists, mm-hmm. like Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so Venetians are actually moving away. Um, at the end of World War II, there were um, 150,000 full-time residents, and now there's only 54,000. Oh, wow. That's such a low number. And sometimes there are even more tourists than residents. Oh, my gosh. Wow. See, that's why I, like, didn't really put it as a priority to go and see, because I feel like the tourism thing is, like, almost damaging. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not, like, not really worth it. Well, there's so many movies, like, filmed in Venice, too. Like, there's so oh, yeah? much... There's just so much talk about Venice. It's so it's much like hype. we've already been there. Yeah, I feel like after they said that about the more tourists, I kind of just pictured, you know, Venice becoming like Disneyland or something. Yeah, like how it's only there just for tourists, and I was like, that's crazy because because right. then the people's culture, the Venetian culture is lost because yeah. people are moving away, and so that's what some of the um, citizens were talking about. Um, they actually also have cruise ships that come in which mm-hmm. I also thought was crazy because it's just this t- little lagoon and a huge cruise ship that drops off you know a few thousand people um, so they're trying to get banned um, banned cruise that. ships mm-hmm. so what happens not only do they just drop off tourists but the ship is so huge it creates kind of this like accordion effect from the from its t- uh, oh yeah like yeah, the waves that it thing. makes yeah so it's the accordion movement sucks sediment out from underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's oh literally no. like taking away the land from underneath. The like it. little land that is left yes. before it submerges underwater. Yes. Um, and like how I said earlier about how Christopher um, interviewed this family that was there, they were literally like all eating ice cream um, underneath this plaque that was for one of the most, the major floods. And the plaque was where the level was, and mm-hmm. it was taller than the kids. And they didn't even know. They didn't even realize they were standing under, like, a... Like, memorial flooded, site. Mm-hmm, kind of... I don't think memorial, but... Okay. More like a plaque. So the tourists don't even know. 
that they're a part of the problem or anything. Right. So they're well, just there yeah. because it's Venice. It's tourism. Right. Yeah. So that kind of made me sad because I, I wanted to go, but now I, now I would just feel like part of the problem. Well, if you went, you would know that it would maybe flood. So, like, if you were there, you would be prepared. You mm-hmm. would be, like, one of the better tourists because you are aware. You're doing research. I'm aware. Yeah. Wait, you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, as I'm, like, taking pictures, I'll just, like, have this sa- sign on my camera. I'm aware. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Everyone on this bridge is causing sea level rise or something. I don't know. That's crazy, though. But yeah, so it's not just, you know, Florida. It's happening literally everywhere. Well, maybe it'll increase tourism because it'll be gone soon. So people <gasps> need to go see it now mm-hmm. That's true. before it's gone. Yeah. Do you think that'll just increase the rate at which it maybe goes under? Yeah. <sighs> I feel like once this comes more like of a real thing, like... In maybe in like 25 years or something then people will be like oh no need to go see all those cool places mm-hmm. right now I'm just wondering what's ha- what's going to happen when it's actually gone is it going to be like an underwater city and are people mm-hmm. going to go yes still? submarine tourism oh my to god to go check it out Ooh, yeah. yeah we should start that yeah that sounds awesome <laughs> we'll just now that we know we'll just hop on board get get on the submarine tourism before it takes off yeah. become millionaires I feel like there are already, like, companies in place to, like, start planning that, De- depending on, like, when it sinks. Yeah, because... Yeah, city you have of the Atlantis. Yes! Exactly, yeah. yeah. Except for it won't be lost, and they'll get money from <laughs> it'll, it. it. It'll just be sad because we cost it. Yeah. But... Well, what about where you're from? Oh, yeah. Um, well... So Houston, Texas is also vulnerable to sea level rise. Um, they're not as vulnerable as like Miami because they have, they don't have that problem with like the seawater like contaminating their freshwater. They just have um, the tidal flooding, which is going to mm-hmm. be a problem. And also, if um, you remember, I think it was like 2017 or maybe it was last year, um, Hurricane Harvey. They got hit by Hurricane Harvey, which caused um, a bunch of flooding. And so what Houston is really vulnerable to is as the sea level rises, um, it's going to cause, like, even more intense hurricanes, which is going to cause, like, even more flooding. And more destruction. Yeah, and, yeah and right. also because of the thermal expansion. Too. Yes, oh, so yeah. It's like, since their water is warmer and there's more of it, like you said, it's, they're just going to be bigger. Right. And right now, Houston is, like, about an hour away from the Gulf, the Gulf Coast. So they're so they're not too far from it. They're not right on, like, the coast, but mm-hmm. they're pretty close. You know, they're only an hour away. And Houston is, like, um, I think one of, like, the top ten biggest cities in the country. So that's, you know, millions of people are going to be affected by that. Um, more yeah, refugees, not just right? Too. More refugees, um, and then Houston, just in general, like deals with um, periods of really bad flooding, just because um, I think the drainage systems that they have aren't really well. So they're either going to, you know, have to improve their drainage systems. Um, I mean, they're definitely going to have to do that, and I don't know what else. Like, it's just such a big city with so many people. Um, so they're going to be really impacted by it. Dang. We have time for one more city 
Yes. Breakdown. Yes. Um, not in America. We're talking about Jakarta, Jakarta, Indonesia. Um, a lot of the major cities that are going to be affected by climate change, sea level rise, is um, Indonesia and a lot of other um, Asian con- countries. And the scary thing about Jakarta is that they have a sea level rise of about 10 inches per year. Whoa. And Jakarta is actually mm. the world's fastest sinking city. So they might be the top contender for Lost City of Atlantis. So it's not even Venice. Like, Venice isn't even the, like, city that's going to sink the quickest. It's It's Jakarta. Jakarta. Oh, man. Yeah. But the thing is with Jakarta is that they have even more problems than just the normal climate change sea level rise. Um, This sinking is due to illegal digging. Um, of wells to access groundwater because they don't have very good drinking water options. They don't have really good like um, water system like um, we do. So they have to illegally dig wells to get the water that they need. But a, a lot of that digging is messing up with the geology of the land and causing a lot more water to come in. Um, and another problem they have is that 97% of the city is covered in concrete. They are a little concrete jungle. So they, um, the groundwater that comes in isn't um, replenished by, um, there's, like, there's no groundwater that really comes in or way less comes in. So um, that's a lot of how um, they don't have very good like drinking water because of that. But... Um, the city because of all the concrete it's so heavy that it's um like that's what's pushing it down also it's like the weight of their city is so heavy that it's like also pushing them under and then like just the weight of the concrete that the city is basically that's crazy sinking yeah so and they've cut all their natural flood barriers like mangroves to clear for more housing and more concrete um so that's like they get 10 inches per year on like I think that's most of that is just for on their own, and then if you add sea level rise from climate change, then they are going to be really really screwed. When wow, yeah. Okay, but why are they building houses? They don't need houses if their city is sinking. really high population. They just need more houses. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Miami, I guess too. They they don't care about. I guess maybe not thinking about long term for like real estate. Right. And with Jakarta, I'm sure that. I'm, I feel like it's probably not the wealthiest city, so mm-hmm. it's not like they have money to make, like, the mitigation and the adaptation things like Miami. Yeah. Um, if they don't even have money for fresh drinking water, there's no way they have money to deal with, like, the yeah. rising sea levels. Or build giant gates right. that'll hold yeah. the water right. back. Yeah, they have yes. a lot of bad problems. But um, the cool thing is, so we're talking about, like, more barriers like flood barriers and how a lot of areas have like wetlands or marshes especially Mm -hmm. along the coast like coastal marshes and these are what is our first line of defense of um, from erosion and from from waves and from flooding and from storm surges so these kind of like wetlands and marshes and in um, Jakarta they had mangroves that were kind of um, sucking up the water but they're cutting them down, so they, they're losing their first line of defense. Mm. Um, and a lot of, like, near um, 
Texas and stuff also, a lot of the areas in like the Gulf of Mexico and um, all those areas, a lot of areas in Mexico are losing their coastal um, wetlands Mm -hmm. at the highest rate in the world, I think. And then what um, is happening to them? They're cutting them down. They're building houses on them. They're not maintaining them. They're um, doing a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and then by 2100, the U.S. will lose 16% of our coastal wetlands. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that paired with sea level rise means more sea level rise. <laughs> um, and then um, marsh degradation, so, like, um, more sea level, more um, water coming into the marshes um, with the um, salt water and stuff. It's um, kind of harming that habitat. Um, so it's just kind of making a lot of things worse. But. Jeez. But we need the wetlands to, like, protect the coastal cities, yeah. right? Yeah. And sometimes people aren't protecting them. Maybe they're not in their, like, requirements for the city to protect that area. So then they build um, some, like, cookie-cutter houses on it or they fill it. Is usually what happens is they, they fill them and then build something on it or put industries on it or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, whoa. Yeah, scary stuff. Um, one thing that I know it's a lot of negative things with sea level rise. One thing that Megan Dalton um, did mention that in specifically in the Pacific Northwest, um, with all that water we're getting from the glacier melts, um, our agriculture can grow. Um, but at the end, she still did mention, well, we, what if we went out of water? So. We could have really good um, agriculture for a little bit and grow that industry for us and probably help us, but still. In the but end. who are we going to give the food to <laughs> if everyone's <laughs> underwater? Um, uh. Houston, actually, I was reading that one of the reasons that Houston isn't having the problem that Miami is having is because they protect their wetlands. Oh. Ooh. So Good job, Houston. Doing something right. Wow, I feel so overwhelmed with all this bad news. I wish I had some good, 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 goodbye news. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, I have more bad things I could talk about if you want. There's well, like so many bad things that could happen with sea level rise. So um, snorkeling. Oh wait. Oh, the um, thing I said yeah. <laughs> that if you want to buy into the canoe industry now, you should get started because. Yeah. Aquatic, be a yeah. growing recreational industry. activities are gonna go up. That'll be good. You can even surf to work, surf to class. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all positives right. in my eye. But that's why we need to cut our carbon emissions, like yesterday. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. This is the big major destruction of climate change is going to be from sea level rise. Right. So we need to get our act together yeah and if you you still by some chance don't believe that this is real and this is happening just talk to people in florida or jakarta or texas <laughs> like they yeah. know it's real yeah talk to the insurance companies that don't yes, want to cover yeah don't be like ethno eurocentric right thing think of the other <laughs> other people that are being impacted by your CO2 emissions. That's right. 
<laughs> Talking to you, Steve. <laughs> know you're out there with How? your F-150. It's, it's a truck. Well, <laughs> Ford, a Ford F-150? Yeah. I just imagined a jet, even though I knew that that was a yeah, truck. Same. I just imagined a giant jet. I was like, how do you know a guy with a jet? Uh, there he goes again. Also, yeah, um, what the the trails that, like, planes leave, mm-hmm. those are... The chemtrails? Yes. Yeah, and those are affecting yeah. us. And I'm just like... <laughs> can't do anything do you see the literal poison that we're pumping into the atmosphere as you travel to venice and <laughs> and kill their culture and sink their island yeah they're saying to cut down on co2 you should take way less like flights as in or zero flights yeah yeah but and then don't have do you, a personal jet how do you oh my jet, how do you travel just do you just not Train. travel Train. Underwater train. That's going to be the, <laughs> ne- <laughs> the next thing. <laughs> Just jump straight to underwater train. <laughs> um, it bothers me so much when I see on Instagram influencers that are traveling in private jets that I'm like, ew. Oh, really? Don't you? Oh, under- my gosh. Like, YouTubers who are just getting big, and so they're like, they're, you know, they have never done it before. So, they, you know, everyone's got to travel in a private jet at least once everyone yep <laughs> definitely on my bucket list uh, that's that why and... venice isn't up there because jet yeah private on jet top. no they're saying like you should go visit all the like coral reefs and stuff now yeah, yeah. like definitely. while you still can the great barrier reef yeah that's like that would be that would be higher up on my list than mm-hmm. same yeah my uncle was actually um talking about how he thought the corals in thailand were actually cooler oh really yeah okay cooler than the rest of the world yeah nice so i don't I th- i'm pretty sure you went to the great barrier reef so that's why he's making that comparison okay mm. so maybe that'll be first but, stop thailand yeah go thailand next yeah okay it's settled <laughs> okay great <laughs> next episode will be aired from thailand <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you then <laughs> all right well i think that sure does wrap up today's episode yeah go look up more fun facts about sea level rise and blow your mind go look about how look up how uh sea level rise is affecting your area personally and follow us on the gram um enviro mental pod the facebook enviro mental and emma do you have any new videos in the works uh no but one will be um up on saturday Oh, yeah. what is that one going to be about? It's secret. <gasps> Can I find out? Ooh, gonna have guess to go. We'll have to YouTube. It means your I name. haven't totally decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> means you have no idea. <laughs> I have an idea. I just haven't totally decided. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Thank you. We'll tune in next week. Not right. next week. Next week's spring break. Yeah. Don't tune. You can tune in next week, but we won't be here. Yeah. Spring break. Yeah. Tune into. Oh, tune into our SoundCloud though, if you want to listen to this again mm-hmm. and or previous ep- episodes that you've missed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Thank you. See you next next week. Goodbye. <laughs>